Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, well, welcome to the first 10-minute Tuesday for the year. This is season four. Can you believe that? Some of you have been listening from the very start, have have not missed a single episode, which is quite extraordinary. Uh, So look, I'm excited to be back talking with you all again this year. I've had an extraordinary break. I feel refreshed. Uh, Surprisingly, I've got fresh inspiration for the next book, uh, which came a lot sooner than I thought. Um, But uh, interesting, when you kind of surrender to purpose and meaning, then you get drawn into something bigger than you that's not even about you and you're kind of along for the ride. So I feel like there's a really important area of suffering to talk about that that I haven't spoken about very clearly yet. So I think that talking about the human condition and particularly suffering is a consistent theme for all my work and specifically the insecurity project because people suffer greatly for not knowing how to fix this problem. And as, you are, as you've gathered by now, I'm sure this is a problem that can be solved. Uh, and it's an important problem to solve because it's not just good for you to solve it, not just good for your friends and family, it's good for the world. We all win as adults come out of insecurity into security. So uh, let's, let's keep talking through this. Let's keep working through this together and make it our intention as adults to show up at our best where it matters most. Um, So today, I want to talk about hiding in plain sight, which is a really fascinating concept. And and it is, in fact, the most effective place to hide. It's to hide when no one's looking for you. So, of course, you're not going to get found if no one thinks you're hiding. Um, So an example of that would be, uh, you know, someone who has a penchant for lighting fires, uh, you know, an arsonist who's also the captain of the fire brigade you know so you wouldn't think to look there Uh, so it's it's a really clever strategy and and i i want to unpack it a bit because it's very common and i I get that it's a touchy subject because if you're hiding you don't want to be found the intention of hiding is protection protection from danger protection from threat and every cell in our bodies are hardwired for self-protection so it's a very honest and loving and kind thing to do uh, is to stay safe from the from the things that we see as dangerous. So uh, along those lines, and no one wants to be found out. If you're hiding and someone shines a light and says, "Ah, uh-huh, I see you," no one no one enjoys that. So it's a touchy subject. The reason I can get away with it is because I don't care. So I'm not here to go. Ah, oh, look at you, you're hiding. I'm going. I can see you, um, and in the safety of a podcast medium, let me tell you, I can see you. And let me coax you out like a little scared kitten with a saucer of milk and show you that perhaps what you're afraid of is not as scary as you thought. And if we can dial down the angst on what you're protecting yourself from, I reckon you'll end this strategy of hiding in plain sight and come out of hiding on your own accord. So uh, that's, that's how I'm going to approach this really touchy subject. And I think that's really important to lay that foundation first. Uh, so... Hiding in plain sight is the most cleverest, uh, most well-worked protection strategy because it's so deceptive. No one thinks you're hiding. You don't even think you're hiding. 
So the, the three typical ways that people hide in plain sight when it comes to their own journey, firstly, is in health. Um, extra weight, patterns of sickness, injury, illness. Uh, because typically it's really easy to complain about those things and, and it seems like there is no advantage to being sick and there is no advantage to being overweight. Uh, but, you know, Human Psychology 101 says we only do what works. So what you discover when there are patterns of sickness and patterns of unhealth and patterns of extra weight, in every single case, it is a hideout. In every single case, it is a hideout. And and what someone is hiding from is having to show up unguarded. Because if they were to show up unguarded, then they could be found out and exposed to the thing that they are most afraid of, which is being found out as inadequate. So having extra weight, having sickness, having injury, is it's a layer of insulation. It dials down the expectation they place on themselves. It dials down the expectation people place on them, others place on them. And so they don't have to perform at such a high level. They have an excuse, they have a hideout, they have a barrier, and therefore stay safe. Now all along, uh, what makes it hiding in plain sight is uh, then to complain about those things and to say you hate them and to be seen to be doing everything you can to improve your health and to lose weight. However, never actually lose the weight or, or become healthy. Uh, so it's so deceptive because you're kind of tricking yourself to stay safe. And the best strategies are driven from the unconscious without conscious awareness. So that's how these work. Uh, so, But useful to know that about yourself, that the body craves health so extra weight and, and, un, and, and sickness is not natural. It's not designed. It's a clearly designed strategy to keep you safe from what you're afraid of. Second great hideout and, and to hide in plain sight uh, is to be a student, is to, is to be in close proximity to transformational ideas and to be seen to be actively pursuing ideas that could change your life. So it's to read lots of books. It's to listen to lots of podcasts. It's to constantly be having conversations about this kind of stuff. Um, but it is to show up as the student because the student never has to really show up with any kind of vulnerability or apply any of the content. The student modality is a, is a rational space. It's about knowledge in your head. You can be assessed as a student on whether or not you understand a concept, whether you can remember a concept, whether you can repeat a concept. Students are not tested on whether they can apply a concept or whether a concept has transformed them. That's why you can be an eternal student and never become a teacher. Uh, it's hiding in plain sight because it's very hard to call someone out hiding when, when they're so close to it, they're so committed to it, they're reading so much, they're listening to so much. Um, but, it's, but it's a very clever strategy because you're holding the stuff that would transform you at arm's length so that it doesn't transform you, so that it doesn't actually touch the thing you're most afraid of because if you were to actually apply any one of the things you're reading or listening to right now, then you would it would require great Commitment, great surrender, great intention to address the thing you're terrified about. And because you're terrified about it, you prefer to hide. The point of this conversation is to go, well, if we can just address the fact that you are hiding, that's that's a first step. That honesty, the reality of being here, turning the lights on and noticing what is true about your current reality. Then to, then to question, what are you actually hiding from? This fear of being found out. How rational is it? How logical is it? It turns out it's, it's not very rational at all. In fact, it's all a work of fiction. What you're afraid of is, is your own opinion of yourself. And most precisely, you're afraid of a child's version of yourself. You're, you're afraid of a kindergartner. That's what you're most afraid of. So let me, let me coax you out like a little scared kitten with a saucer of milk 
tell you it's going to be okay. Third area where people hide in plain sight is language. So um, vocally hearing themselves and, and letting others hear them talk about commitment to change. And it's language of need and should. Yeah, I really need to address this. Yeah, I'm, I'm clear. I know what I need to do. I need to make time for that. I need to make space. I need to do this. I need to do that. Yeah, I really should stop doing that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm clear. I, I get it. I see what the problem is. I really, I really should grow up now. I really should stop doing that. I really should make space for this in my life. It's all great language and it feels so full of commitment and intention and promise, but it's vacuous and it doesn't require anything. Saying you need to do something, just just take stock of this. Just notice the stuff that's lingering on your to-do list and just notice how many times you've said, I really need to get onto that. Yeah, I really need to order that that part for, I need to order that new trampoline mat that's broken. I really need to uh, mow that lawn. I really need to uh, get back to that person. I really need to call that friend. I really need to tidy this area of my, my house. Why, has it helped? No, <laughs> it's, it's hiding in plain sight. You feel like you've just said something that's making you do something. You haven't said anything. In fact, you're now less likely to do it by using that language. So again, it's not fun being called out of hiding and I can get away with it because I don't care. I'm not telling anyone that you're hiding. I won't, I won't share your secret. Uh, but between you and I, let's just be honest. Uh, I know you're hiding. You know you're hiding. And do you really need to be hiding? Is it really that scary? It's just your opinion of yourself that you're afraid of. It's not about anyone else's opinion. And it's just the opinion of a child. The more you examine it, the less weight you'll see that it has. So the opposite of hiding is surrender. And it's not a weak surrender. It's not giving up. It's giving in. It's leaning into the light, showing up with great courage. Courage is is uh, you know, surrender is a real act of courage. But the amazing thing about courage is the longer you go down this process, the less courage you need, because the closer you get to the things you are afraid of, the less real they are, the less scary they are, the less daunting they are. Fear unexamined grows. Fear examined is diminished every day of the week. So I hope that is is not too confronting. It's confronting, obviously, but not too confronting. And that it gives you some language and, and a framework to think about the process of coming out of hiding, even hiding in plain sight. So, uh, yeah, well, let's end it there for today. Great place to start the year. If you haven't got a copy of the Unhindered book, you can still get that for free off uh, unhinderedbook.com. As long as you're willing to read it, uh, review it and share it. You can have that for free if you pay postage. You can also get the audio version and the ebook version. And, and the next logical step is to eventually do the short course. So that's going to help you apply the content. Um, and then if you can one day, you can reach out and we can do some coaching together. Uh, end of last year, I talked about the retreats I was going to be running on the Gold Coast. That's not happening this year. The uncertainty of COVID. Uh, I'm running those retreats in sunny Goulburn now. So if you can find your way to Goulburn, I'll take care of the rest. So I'm going to run those every two months just to make it easier for people because there is no substitute to being in the room. Uh, so if you were keen to do a retreat and you can find your way to Goulburn, reach out and I'll let you know the dates around that. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, un- the Unhindered book I mentioned, the retreats, uh, the One Minute Coach book available. Um, great gift. If you've got friends and family who are not, not well-versed in the personal development space and are looking for an easy entry point, that's your book. Great gift. Looks good. Uh, one thought. It'd take you a minute to open it open to any page and read something that's sharp and short and straight to the point. Uh, yeah, and, and finally, I mentioned the new book that I'm, I'm writing. 
another confronting subject, but it's an area of great suffering. Uh, the book's called Leverage, How to Change the People You Love. And it just speaks to the idea that we kind of we feel like perhaps it's wrong to change the people we love. Um, and so the problem is that if you don't find a way to change people you love, they'll end up annoying the shit out of you and you'll hate them. So then you're aware of that and you try and change them anyway, but you try and change them without the right tools and it ends badly. So you actually you actually are supposed to change people you love. Husbands are supposed to change wives. Wives are supposed to change husbands. Parents are supposed to change kids. Friends are supposed to change each other. Colleagues are supposed to improve the quality of each other's lives. Like how, That's how it's supposed to work. But there are some very important tools to bring to the game so you do that properly uh, and you grow together. So a touchy subject, but I'm going to do it. And uh, so expect that book to come out soon, whatever soon is. Uh, Yeah, cool. Let's leave it there. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.